Welcome to the second podcast for Queen Sugar Season 7, where we're going to talk about Episode 702. Today we're joined by Henry Sanders, who is the legend, and he is uh, also plays Prosper on our show. You look perplexed when I say legend. <laughs> What's that word mean? Legend. Okay. Now, I've just been around a long time, so... <laughs> Well, not many people Thank can you. say that. That's true. Henry. That's true. That's true. Secondly, we're joined by one of our, I would say, most distinguished alumni directors. And the reason I say distinguished, I have to preference by saying, just because everybody here may not know all the terms that you know show up in film, there are two distinct categories in any production, above the line and below the line. Right. And so above the line is pretty much made up of a small group of people. It's the, the writers, the producers, the directors, yeah. the actors. And then everybody else who works on it is below the line. Right. Well, today we have Kat Candler here who, on Queen Sugar at least, has done almost all the above the line category work. The only thing we couldn't get her in is, I guess, acting. Uh, I don't think you ever were an actor on the show. We never got you on camera, I don't believe. No, right? I don't think I was ever a background and I don't, I don't think I was asked. We should have got you because then you would have covered every category. But we have Kat Candler, <laughs> who has been a director from season one. She came back as a producing director season two. Then she came back as a showrunner, executive producer in season three, and then capped off that illustrious list by coming back our last season um, in our all-star director category. Cool. Kat circle. Yay, Yay, thank you. Well, thank you guys for being here. Um, before we get started and talking about the actual episode, I feel like we should just talk a little bit about, you know, your reflection on Queen Sugar. We've reached a milestone, the end of the era, the last season. Mm. Um, but both of you guys were there when it began. What do you, what do you think from season one to season seven? What did you think maybe, Kat, the first time? Because I met you. We used to have the directors come and shadow yeah, um, before yeah. they would get started. And that's when I met you. I think you showed up in some overalls and wide-eyed and <laughs> looking around like, what? Overalls. I definitely had overalls. <laughs> yes, and I did a lot of dances. Um, yeah, I think I came out. I was visiting New Orleans for something or, or another, and it was So Young Kim's episode. Mm -hmm. And I came to set for a day maybe and I think Sally might have been there as well and I remember because at that point I I don't know if anybody had seen the pilot I didn't know what the language of the show was or the vision and I remember asking Ava as I prepare like what is the vision of the show what is the style of the show and I remember her just saying I want you guys to make art I want you to like push the bold and the beautiful and you know I'm paraphrasing but you know, who tells you that? Like, go make art. So that was my intro in, um, into film and I, or into television. I didn't know anything about television. I didn't know how it worked. I didn't know the process. But I was surrounded by fellow artists, fellow filmmakers. I remember fangirling the first time I met you, Henry. I directed 108 and 109, and I just remember going back to legend, you know, being like, oh, my God, it's Henry Sanders from Killer of Sheep. And just... <laughs> A total fangirl. So, Henry, what about you? you uh, you've been on lots of sets before. You show up down in New Orleans for the first season of Queen Sugar, and what goes through your head? No, I, uh, from the, the table read, you know, it just felt good. And I hadn't been in New Orleans for a while, so that was uh, kind of interesting, being back in New Orleans. But the vibes from the table read felt good for me. Mm -hmm. Getting there, I knew Tina. I knew Omar from Selma. 
So I moved slowly into families. So it was kind of Henry testing the waters and see how it was going to go. Because one of the things I'd always sworn to myself that, you know, doing episodic, you have a tendency to get lazy. Mm. And one of the things that I saw and that really appreciate that everybody was working. Mm-hmm. Everybody brought something to the table. And, you know, and it was like, okay, I feel good. I'm safe. You know. Well, good, because that, that first season, I think we were all still trying to figure it out. You know, we were doing the experiment of our first-time TV directors, uh, yeah. which was a new thing. And then we were shooting in Louisiana, kind of untethered from the rest of the country. We were just kind of shooting on our own out in the middle of the country. Um, yeah. and, and like you said, it was a pilot. Nobody had seen the show yet. Uh, and so we were really vested into that process yeah. and making yeah. these characters yeah. come to yeah. life. Yeah. Um, how did you feel? both of you, when the show finally came out and people were watching it and talking about it? I think I knew when I was directing. I think you could just feel it on set. You could feel Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. these, I mean, the hurricane episode that I did was probably, and still is one of my all-time favorite episodes of television I've ever done. And you could just, from the words on the page to the breath that was being given to these characters and the life that I was just witnessing as, you know, someone behind the monitor being like, oh, my God, this is amazing. Yeah. And then the just the, the vision and the style that we were empowered by, it was like, I don't know the world. I know the world of television that I see on my television, but this feels different. This feels really, really special. So for me, it was being on set and witnessing something that I hadn't, seen on television and you could just feel it in your heart no i uh remember the hospital scene when ernest is taken to the hospital and everybody comes in and i mean that was really uh, an emotional scene and the stuff that took place outside plus it was kofi's birthday yeah and his parents yeah it was kofi's birthday he turned 20 and his his mother showed up to surprise him and just kind of see seeing the growth you know Mm -hmm. everybody growing from there it was Yeah. I mean, one of the things I find so interesting um, is that Prosper is a character that, you know, plays, you know, he's a farmer. He's kind of like, I guess, a a all around solid guy in the community. Mm. Um, But the audience really has taken the Prosper. Every season, I feel like I get something in Twitter or, you know, on some message board where they're like, you have to protect Prosper at all costs. Don't let anything happen to Prosper. Uh, do you feel that love when you're out there, Henry? Do you feel like people are like, you know, yeah. reverent to Prosper? Yeah, I mean, you know, and you know, and what's really interesting, suddenly people started to call me Mr. Prosper. Then it became Mr. Henry. Mm. And people that I don't know on the streets that I meet, either will say Mr. Henry or Mr. Prosper. And I thought, wow, am I getting that old? (laughs) (laughs) What's a good segue as we go into our episode, episode two. And as you remember in episode one, we left off with this really kind of happy moment. We were uh, at a dedication for Baby True. And Landry shows up mm. to just kind of rub it in that he's coming for the border loans once again. Yes. Um, and we pick up um, and uh, Nova is 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 talking to the family about how they can try to protect Parthena. Now, Parthena is another character who's been um, in and out of the show since the beginning, yeah. since season yeah. one. Um, but tell us your thoughts on like the setup for this with, you know, we're going into the final chapter 
um, without giving anything away moving forward, um, just like what are your thoughts about like this this epic battle between the Landrys and the Bordelons that just seems to never relinquish? They they seem to always be under the oppressive thumb of the Landrys. Oh my goodness! Yeah, it's been many many seasons, and yeah, I feel like. As a writer as well on the show, it was just fun to dig in and explore the history of these characters. And, and Paul, I don't know what happens really after 702. <laughs> I haven't read the scripts. I'm an audience member as well, so I can't give anything away. I'm excited to be an audience member for the final episodes. But it, it's just, it's been a sort of delicious battle between the two families, but also just digging into the history. And I think what has been, for me personally, so special about the show is doing that digging as a writer, as a storyteller, and really kind of getting a better understanding of what's gone on for for many, 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 many years and many, many, many families and trying to speak truth to that through the show, which is what makes this show what it is, is we get to touch on these issues and, and situations that we're all not aware of and just find truth in it and awareness for audiences as well. And Henry, we also, uh, in the last episodes, kind of set up this awkward moment where Parthena comes up to Prosper and be like, hey, what are you doing with my friend? Oh. Like, what, why, what, are you, are you going to do something now? Are you not going to do something? Um, and, Woman, um, get out of yeah. my face. <laughs> But in this episode, we kind of set up that, you know, Prosper's asked Sandy out on a date. Yeah, and watching this this episode, um, it was interesting because I've never considered myself a romantic person. And to see, I mean, not that I don't care about the person. You know, I've, I've cooked with, you know, the flowers and the sweet talk and, you know. You're old school. That. Yeah. Yeah, you know, are you going to stay or you're not? <laughs> um, so it was interesting watching Prosper go through that whole process of the doubt, you know, the mm-hmm. thing of having lost his wife and now he's out there trying to do it again and and having to be outside of himself, Yeah, you know, doing things that, you know, you do at 20 when you're courting and all this and suddenly you're here and, you know, you're 70s and you, it's like... What do I do? You know, how do I do this? What yeah. if she, you know, so all that fear of getting out there and, you know. You play the scene so lovely, and I think it's one of the, the joys of doing this series is that we deal with relationships all the way from kind of a father-son relationship with right. Ralph Angel and Blue, you know, the complicated sibling relationships with the Bordelones, this great relationship between Hollywood and Vi, which is, you know, reaches different mm. age groups. We have Nova and Calvin and Nova and all of her different loves throughout the season. But we also get to deal with Prosper, who is now kind of in a position of dating a little later in age, um, reflecting back on his past experiences and and how that affects him and what he wants to do moving forward. How was that for you to play that kind of role now in your career? Well, I've only... (laughs) Uh, I had another show where I had a wife, but we, there was no intimacy mm-hmm. in, in that, you know, out on the range. So cowboys didn't do that kind of stuff. But it it was, like I said, it was interesting trying to find the truth within myself, mm-hmm. to portray that truth and to, to bring it out. Because, like I said, the doubt was real for me. The, the thing of some, if you care for somebody, you want to please them, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's always interesting playing outside of yourself, you know, that thing that you're really afraid of because I used 
to think those romantic words were stupid to say to somebody because what woman believes that anyway? So, but um, it, it was it was it was interesting. What was fun was watching you and Omar in the scene where you're digging out all of the oh, oh the hats. Oh my goodness, they were improving things I didn't even know. Like the what was it like the hedonism? Whole, thank you. I don't know. I didn't know Omar had to explain to me what that was. I was like, oh, okay. Don't you go to church? I, it's been a while. <laughs> So as we develop in this beginning of the episode, we also find Violet kind of digging through boxes, trying to find information on Betty. Now, we've heard Betty's name for so long in the series. What do you feel about this relationship between Sam Landry and Vi and Betty? I know it. Whatever it is, it's very juicy. I'm excited to figure out <laughs> what it all means. Uh, all the little looks and glances and like mystery behind her. I'm yeah. I'm really excited to kind of unravel who this woman is and what she means to everybody because I think clearly she means a lot to everybody. But I'm not completely sure just how, how yet. yet. Okay. Yeah, all right. <laughs> One of the other uh, fun scenes in the in the early parts of this episode is. Mo walking through the farm with Prosper yes. and Rough Angel and Darla. And you have a moment which I just find this season happens quite a bit where you just feel the kind of sibling banter between Ralph Angel and Nova. Yeah. What do you think? It it comes off great on screen. Well, I mean, there's seven seasons of history between them, and they're just so fun together, and you just kind of let them go, and they come up with all kinds of snarky little comments or little looks, and it's all delicious and, and fun. But I agree with you. There's... You just give them room to and space to have fun, and they play, and it's it comes off. It just comes off so naturally. But get again, you know, they have been doing this for so long. It's just it's how, how do you know how much room to give an actor to kind of play? <laughs> um, I mean, with these guys, I've been with them for seven seasons now, and so I I feel like there's that foundation of working with everybody, and yeah, like that's the great thing of, about this show. Uh, is that, you know, I, I've done episodic and it's like he said, she said, he said, she said, he said, she said. Mm-hmm. This show gives you time. Yeah. This show gives you time to, you know, to spend that moment, uh, to, you know, that look, that whatever, to have that moment. And that's what, you know, uh, I've talked to a lot of actors on the show and they all agree that you have that time. And I remember when Tammy came in, she said, because I've been so used to doing episodes where you, you know, you get news words out and you got to say these words that I feel good just being able to take a moment, mm-hmm. you know, and digest the word and, you know, and let it sink in. So that, no, that's, for me, it's been, wow, yeah. It's everything. And I feel like as I've gotten a little bit further along in my career, my favorite word to say on set is just play. Yeah. Just yeah. go play. And that's where the, the really the beauty of what you guys do really comes out is because it gives the freedom to explore and discover and again that pressure of time and television we try and like protect with our with our actors yeah. to give them that space. I think I've gotten it from you because I use it a lot now. Do when you? I walk on to just see a director say, "Can we play?" Yay! <laughs> <Can> we play? <laughs> it's the best. It's what we do. Yeah. That's why yeah. we show up to work every day. One of the uh, is we talk about Mo and and the siblings as we go into a cool moment where Nova and Mo have gone out for a drink and it's a little interview and there's a little banter. I mean, 
we started off, Mo, I mean, Nova seemed so happy. And now all of a sudden Mo shows up and now, you know, she's giggling and smiling. And what's going on with Nova? I don't know what happens after 702, but I know there's a little spark there. Does that spark? But, but, but in general, what do you think about Nova? She's uh, such an interesting character, very polarizing I, for some, because, uh, you know, obviously the book kind of shifted her relationship with the family over the seasons. Yeah. You know, we know that Nova has repaired a lot of the, the damage over the years. She's been through quite a few different relationships. And we start off the season with her seemingly very happy. Mm -hmm. um, but Nova always seems to wander a bit. I think she just sparks to interesting, strong people. And there's something, there's a charm and there's a, a, some something very magnetic to the people, to very strong, intelligent figures that come into her life and there's just something that draws her to them. Well, I'm excited to see what goes on with Nova this season. Me too. Excited Me too. to see. See that look between Mo and Nova when you first see them in the, in the greenhouse. Mm -hmm. Oh yes. And they, and they look at like one. okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I love Ralph Angel's line, don't do a Nova Nova. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah, that was yeah. all him. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He yeah. played. Yeah. But it's fun. I will say too, like, it's fun looking back at dailies and seeing like your reaction to all of those little moments. Those are the things that are so fun to discover when you're editing and then when you're watching, you're like, right, right. Oh, what did they oh, I see what yeah, they did. No, over it, here. I mean it was really it was coming across that. <laughs> yeah. It's a little heat here. <laughs> yeah, it's a great awkward moment where everybody's just like, Oh, okay. totally. Yeah, Even yeah. on the land. You, I remember being like, oh, I see what Henry is doing over there. <laughs> Interesting. So, Henry, I have a very important question for you. Okay. And this pertains to Micah's storyline as we kind of elevated Micah's photography into a new world. What does an NFT stand for? <laughs> I'm glad National you got that question. Film in, in, NFT? <laughs> I National have no idea. Film. I can't help you. I tried to do some research <laughs> for the episode, and all of that stuff is way what, over my head. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I don't understand. What, what is it? It's a non-fungible -fung token. And they it, say it in the episode. They do say it in the episode. Non-fungible token. Yeah, it's a. It's hell a, is that? I have no idea. <laughs> Uh, it's the fun part of dealing with it on the show now because I think there are a lot of people who don't know what it is and that people but you hear people making money from it. Micah in this episode gets into you, it. Yeah. Uh, makes some money from it. Um, but it's basically taking a piece of art. Let's say you make a painting or a photograph or right. a song or an animation and you limit it to only one in existence. So even though it's on the computer, you don't make any copies of it. You only have one of them. Right. And you use that as a value. So you can sell that for more money because now everybody can't have a copy. It would only be one. It's like having an original piece of art. And you would own it yourself. But can't you screen grab it? Or is that? Yeah, I mean, not really. You can. Okay. I guess you could, but it wouldn't be the original. It wouldn't I be the. I like tell I'm... my granddaughter about it because she's got a, I mean, she's taking pictures and she's doing all that. And she's trying to make money. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to be there for as you explain it to her. Though. Okay. That'll be the most entertaining I, part of that. I'll tell her to watch the show. Okay, there you go. So, so Micah gets into this new space in this new world, um, and so it's going to be interesting as we develop that throughout the season. As as the audience probably becomes more familiar with it, also about how it's being used in the real world. But it leads to a great point for us to talk about. Queen Sugar, as is, is NFTs are very popular in, in culture in general, Queen Sugar over the seasons has always been able to integrate kind of ongoing topical 
pieces into the storyline, how it affects real people. Maybe you guys could talk a little bit about how you've seen that happen over the different seasons, you know, from the early days when we're dealing with incarceration or or land rights or uh, social justice, COVID. All those things have happened within the time of Queen Sugar, and we've had that in our conversation as as the show has developed. I feel like the COVID was the big one where things really just took a turn and... I, I wasn't there for that season, but my understanding is that scripts were rewritten and like very, very timely as you guys were going and shooting. Yeah, we were in the middle of filming when we had to uh, stop down for COVID. But it also was the George Floyd year. Protest, stage protest. Mm-hmm. I mean, that came up about the shooting mm-hmm. uh, and the show took it on. Yeah. The show took it on and yeah. dealt with it, you know. Yeah. I mean, we had the, the whole concept of the conversation, which you know, in the black community always is a, is a topical thing, which mm-hmm. is, you know, teach your young people how to deal with it if they have encounters with the police. Right, right, right. Um, but we also had the rights of uh, vaccines. And, yeah. you know, we went into a yeah. whole point where Prosper is, is at a vaccine um, drive and gets into an interaction with the police officer is knocked unconscious, yeah. which is, again, goes back to we got a lot of, uh, of mail about <laughs> making sure that Prosper made it through that interaction. We've all felt over the years there's just a great responsibility to the time, to the story, to the characters. For me, it was episode or season two mm-hmm. with Micah getting arrested mm. and feeling a great responsibility to do the research, to try and every bit of authenticity to that, knowing knowing how big of something that we were shooting and the story that we were telling. And so I think, again, the show just takes a lot of responsibility of the stories that are being told. Mm -hmm. Listening to guys talk about the show and talk about the things that they get from it and talk about how real it is, Mm -hmm. that these are the conversations that we've had, you know, and, and so they can see themselves there, so it's kind of a reflection. You know, this would be kind of considered soap operish, and a lot of times guys don't especially black guys and young guys don't watch shows like this mm-hmm. you know but for guys you know say I've watched from season one watch the show because it reflects who I am then you know then you got to say I'm doing something right yeah and I think part of that is because we've dealt with so many real world situations that mm-hmm. people have an idea on or they want to see how their favorite character would react or, yeah, yeah. you know, and, and or even, you know, there's a, a, I think a bit of learning that happens in that process too, sure, sure. Uh, where people learn about things that they may not have known about. I remember, you know, before it was super popular and it became a federal holiday, you know, we dealt with Juneteenth. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know, yeah we had yeah, Prosper yeah, ringing yeah. the bell. Yeah. 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 Episode. One of the other things that uh, uh, happened in this episode and it was such a powerful scene to me was when Darla and Billy take Parthena to the USDA office yeah. to talk about this loan that was put in. Mm-hmm. This is a great moment. I love Tammy's nuance that she plays where she's just like, he's not going to help us. Let's go. Starts to get, get her um, bag. And, and then, the, and yeah. then the, the guy who works at the office gets up and mm. Darla and him have, has this exchange in the hallway. Um, but it just seems like this 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 town is is so against our family um, and that um, so much of what people feel like happens in the real world, the bureaucracy doesn't work for the real person, for the struggling person to survive, which is, I think, a theme that we have throughout all the seasons of Queen Sugar. Mm-hmm. But maybe tell me what your thoughts are on kind of this theme of of survival, of perseverance that 
it's just kind of a through line through all the different seasons of Queen Sugar. I think it's the family. I mean, the family is so tight, so strong, so devoted, so loyal to each other and resilient. You know, it's come hell or high water, they're going to survive this and they're going to do it together. And I think that was birthed from the very first episode mm-hmm. of the show and still is the through line is that it's all about family and it's all about the care of each other. And Henry Prosper started off, it was funny because Prosper is in the original book, I believe, in the yeah. in the mm-hmm. Queen Sugar novel. A um, little different in the, in the book yeah. than, than yeah. we play him in the series, yeah. but Prosper's grown a lot as a character over the uh, <laughs> over the seven seasons. Thanks to you, Paul. Oh, no, no, not just me. But... Thanks to you. <laughs> Um, but, but talk to me a little bit about Prosper's growth. I mean, you know, Prosper showed up in season one in these kind of really great moments as as an encouragement to the Bordelones, right. helping Ralph Angel get the farm back up. Right. Um, but at some point, Prosper loses his home, moves in with Charlie, gets his home back, becomes ill. Daughter shows up finally. We haven't met her daughter. Yeah. And all of a sudden, Billy shows up. And yeah. Talk to me a little bit about Prosper's growth over the season. Well, as I said... Paul, <laughs> had I not been bent over in the parking lot with back pain, I think some of that, well, I pretty much know that storyline started to develop from there. Um, you have to tell people what you mean. Okay. I, don't think I, anyone I, knows. I had uh, needed uh, a back surgery, and the last few days of, the, uh, of that season, I was in such pain that I couldn't walk 100 yards or 100 feet. And I was attempting to walk back from lunch uh, as opposed to having a van take me from, from lunch to the trailer. And I stopped in the middle of the parking lot, and I bent over, not realizing Paul was in his, his vehicle. Got to, finally made it to my trailer, and next thing I knew, there was a nurse knocking on the door saying, Do you, are you in pain? And I said, yes. Yeah. So she gave me something for the pain. Long story short, I get surgery done. I come back and they have a cane for me. And I said, what's the cane for? It said, because Prosper has been in the hospital and he's ill. And I said, I'm well, I'm okay. I got surgery done. Said, no, Prosper has a daughter there that, you know, and this is how it all started with Prosper and the daughter and the grandkids. And suddenly he had this family coming in and then Tammy comes in and, there's a backstory with her and, you know, the kids. But, but I do have to say one of the things that has been really interesting, a lot of what Prosper is and has gone through, I've experienced in my real life. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and, and I've said the thing about my daughter and myself, uh, there's been uh, some stuff I've had to say I'm sorry for. You know, so it's just kind of watching that progression mm-hmm. uh, of Prosper over the years has been like, oh, okay, I can reflect on this, you know, when I did this or when I said this. And, you know, so it's it's been interesting watching the whole arc of, of Prosper over the years. So it's, yeah. One of the things is we've tried to portray Prosper um, as a gentleman who's uh, seasoned, we'll say, mm-hmm. um, was that we've kind of had to hide the fact that you're in pretty good shape, Henry. I mean, you talk about, you know, back pain, but 
Um, I think there's been at least two or three episodes where I've seen the comments where we didn't do a good enough job and people are like, wow, Mr. Prosper has guns. Well, Prosper works on a farm. Mm. He's mm. been, you know, lifting. So it's a method thing. You're yeah. method acting yeah. by being yeah, in shape. Exactly. I see, I see. <laughs> so I went out and lift some hay, uh, some bundles and carrying <laughs> sugar cane. Guns, right? <laughs> <laughs> My mom, wife bought me a shirt and it was like, come on, dear, this is too much. Yeah, yeah. I, I feel like Henry could still kind of pull off a <laughs> medium shirt. I do remember do Henry doing planks in the office. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Got Domain doing them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we um, get to a point in the episode uh, where um, there's kind of a showdown. We, we get to the city council mm-hmm. chambers. There's going to be a meeting, and Nova's going to get up and speak. Let's talk about that sequence. What are your reflections on kind of the the tension between the Bordelons, the Landrys? It's kind of like the big showdown in the in the courtroom. Yeah, I mean, Nova's so authentic and heartfelt and earnest about it, and then Parker gets up there and she cries. She cries. Yeah, she puts. She a, sheds a tear. A good show. Yeah, and uh, turns the tides with that beautiful show that she put on. What a great actress. I love her. Well, we get to the point in the episode where we get to the actual date. Oh. Prosper is (laughs) out with Sandy and and Vi and Hollywood have set up this beautiful Jamaican dinner. Yeah. Um, And it's really another, you know, beautiful beat with Sandy and Prosper um, kind of looking at love from a a different angle. (laughs) Um, You know, I was there that day when you guys shot it. Yeah, it was, yeah, yeah. It, it had some sweet. heat. There was some heat to it. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> um, we also, as we get to the end of the episode, end up with Ralph Angel and uh, Baby and Baby. Baby True. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and the sweet little baby sleeping through the scene while <laughs> yes. our two actors are. You know, you would think this baby was either. An amazing actor, like this baby is really acting like she's asleep. Yeah. Or the baby was really asleep. Which one was it? The baby was really asleep. So we started the scene with the baby wanting to go to sleep and <laughs> crying a lot because she was very tired. And I was, I pulled Shaz aside. I was like, I don't know how we're going to do this. <laughs> and while we were stepped, you know, offset talking about it, baby fell asleep. And so we're like, okay, everybody put the baby in. So we put the baby in, and every time we changed a setup, the entire crew was very, very quiet and tiptoed around the baby that was sleeping on the bed. Mm. So it was probably like two hours of tiptoeing around baby, but yeah. I mean, when you watch the scene, it was probably the best nap that baby's ever had. Oh my goodness, <laughs> yes. Yes. But that I loved that scene, though, too. Like, yeah. it was just really sweet yeah. and intimate, yeah. and the two of them getting so mm-hmm. close together. Just It just, again, they've been doing this for so many seasons. Yeah. You can just yeah. feel their history and the intimacy and the love of these yeah. characters. Well, it leads up to a pivotal moment yeah. Heartbreaking moment in the in the episode, which was the final scene of the episode. Yeah. Um, Ralph Angel gets a call, and the sheriff is there to put Parthena out. Yeah. I found that just an emotionally tough scene. Just you know, you could see it in the faces of all the characters of having to deal with another. I mean, it's on the tail of of Ralph Angel losing the farm, and now right. Parthena mm-hmm. has lost her farm, and she's just so distraught, and mm-hmm. Ralph Angel had promised her earlier that this wasn't going to happen. Yeah. He was going to help save the farm. 
but yet the sheriff's there almost almost gleefully. I won't even say he was gleefully, but almost gleefully. Yeah, well. He um, always is. Pulling off his duty to put her out on the street. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens. Yeah. I don't know what happens. I haven't read for 703. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait. The good news is Cat Candler will be sitting by as these episodes air. Right at the edge of her seat with the rest of it. I will. I'm so excited. There you go. I mean, that's the fun of it. I think, oh gosh, like watching seasons four through six, not having worked on any of those as an audience member for Mm. the first time and hanging out with my family on screen Mm -hmm. was super fun. Yeah. I have a couple of questions. Okay. I've warned you guys about this. Okay. Oh, goodness. This is an Ava DuVernay special. Uh Uh-oh. Oh, no. Um, And I feel like... I mean, this one is so easy. I'm sure you're going to know this one, Henry. Sure. <laughs> you're going to probably say the answer before I can even get the question completely out. Yes. That's not the answer. Oh. <laughs> you'll probably still be able to do it. Good answer. <laughs> How does Prosper like his eggs prepared? Oval medium. No? Oh. Oh, wait. Scra- I was going to say scramble, scramble. just because I like Scrambled eggs. How do we know that? That's a good question. I can't answer that. It's not stump me. It's stump you. Oh, it's, oh, it's just stump me. Um, okay. What episode did you have I don't remember. scrambled eggs? I don't remember having scrambled eggs. <laughs> <laughs> okay. um, all right. Let's try one for oh, no. UK Cam. I, d- I feel okay. like you're going to know this one. Okay. Well, <laughs> scrambled eggs. Yes. What, okay. is the question. what was the name? Oh, goodness. Of Vi's Prize Pies and Diner mm-hmm. before it was Vi's Prize. Pies. Oh, it was the the yellow the yellow. <laughs> Everybody's like <laughs> looking at me. Duh. The yellow, um, Henry, help me. I'm trying. It's oh, not wow. the yellow okay, Henry. I'm glad I'm not the only one. It's the yellow. Oh goodness. I didn't shoot the real yeah, one. Yeah. Uh, I shot the, oh man, what the is the one on stage? The yellow. The yellow. The high yellow. The high, high yellow. yellow. <laughs> we were so close. <laughs> All right. I'm going to give one last one so that we can redeem ourselves here. Oh, good. Okay. How many acres is the Borderlawn Farm? Oh, I have to Oh, 42. 800 acres. That's right. I feel like That's you right. always looking that up. The interesting thing is the the actual farm, I believe it's 2,500 acres that we film on. But it is a massive farm. When we're filming it, we actually kind of shoot it so that it's a little smaller. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, being out there is is the thing I'm going to miss the most, <coughs> you know, being out in the farm. And, and What about us? I'm going to miss you, too. <laughs> I'm going to miss you guys out at the farm. Out, oh, oh, oh. Come in here. But the good news is we can still get together and talk about it. Talk true? about our memories and our good times. It's been lovely to have you guys with us today. Thank you. And I hope that you're watching Cat and see what happens in episode three. I can't wait. Um, we'll be picking up right where you left off in the episode. And so we'll see what happens after Parthena and this repossession happens and Henry will be picking up after the date. What happens? I watched the trailer. I know. Oh, you. Uh-oh. A few things. No. Oh, a, few things okay. yeah. <laughs> a few things in the trailer. There's some <laughs> secrets <laughs> coming out. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you guys so much. Thank, thank you. you. And we'll see you later. Okay. Bye.